0: Welcome back to the Godly Young Men Podcast. This is episode 36. Thank you very much for joining us either on YouTube or on your podcast app. Got a really good discussion today. Um, For those of you who are watching on YouTube, I am wearing this Vols shirt in (laughs) honor of, we're recording this on the day that college football week one has started and last I checked the Vols were up 21 to 3 I think. 28 to 3 is what I just saw. Even better, even better. better. So we we are here celebrating today. Go Vols! Go college football. And CU's making it. Hey, they're Joe all of a sudden cares about Colorado University. <laughs> I don't think I ever heard him mention them before this well, year. Well, hey, hey, <laughs> I used
1: to. I've been to a few games, but when you're 1-11, there's nothing to cheer for. So, and yeah, then you get had, Dion. No one room, you get no. Dion. Prime time. Yep, so, no. yeah, looking good. We'll see. As of right now when we're recording, I don't know who won, so... I'm not gonna say anything lest I spoil uh, yeah, They're looking spoil good, it. They're looking but good. they're looking all right. Comment
0: so. your preferred college football yes, team. Yes. If you say Alabama, you're getting blocked. No, yeah, just that's right. Just kidding. We accept <laughs> we any don't and want all. We you as a fan. Any and all people watching this, even people who are poorly misguided. That's and right. Alabama fans. That's right. All right, but all right. We got a big episode to get to, so let's let's roll into it. Joe, I'm gonna hand it to you. We're talking about mental health. We're talking about young men specifically mental health, and I think if we had this episode 30 years ago, obviously YouTube didn't exist, but let's say we did nobody would care like right. it would not get a lot of run people would be like well, that's a boring topic of conversation and move on because it wasn't in the public consciousness kind of is now get us into yeah. how kind of it's been on the rise because again if we'd had this episode a couple decades ago nobody would care Well it is really interesting like you look back
1: 70s 80s 90s like it's it's very much come into I don't know Disney Channel like they they've started to help orchestrate the rise of of mental health being a thing but you can trace it through music actually and you see, like the punk era, the Ramones or whatever, like this this punk era and maybe even before that. I don't know if you can like this isn't musical, but the sexual revolution. You see all of these times in history where these kids are kind of rising up. I would say that's punk rock. I would say that's grunge. Smells like Teen Spirit from Nirvana, right? Uh, get into My Chemical Romance, and so those were like movements. Linkin yeah. Park and such for rallying cries for young kids. You didn't have fifty year olds listening to that stuff. It was it was a young kid movement. A way for them to show pain, a way for them to get out the mental health, and you can track that through. But you could also see all the adults are basically like, "What are you doing? This is stupid music. This is ridiculous." You guys have no reason to complain, and so it was pretty much like mental health was forgotten or really blown off from anybody that was of age, so to well, speak. Well, think
0: about even now how it is more in the public consciousness with the music. Some of the most popular artists in the world, 21 Pilots, oh, yeah. blew up. You yep. know, and that's a lot of what they, they, you were a fan of them before they were, before it was hip, right? And that's you,
1: exactly it. Before before right when they dropped a Vessel, I think like right. within a month or two of them dropping Vessel, I got into it. And I, so I feel cool about it, but looking back on it, it's like, they're huge exploded.
0: now. Yeah, you've got Juice World and Mac yep. Miller, of course, who overdosed, unfortunately, yep. but you know, uh, talked a lot about mental health in there. I guess, sang about mental health in their music. you got Logic with the Suicide song. Yep. That, that one exploded with Alessia Carr, I think, was on that song as yep. well. Another Demi one, Lovano, I, I think. Demi, yeah. NF, also. That's NF right. is insanely popular. Yes. And he does a lot of that stuff in his music. And then even, to some extent, Post Malone in his newest album. That's true. You see it a lot. Is is yep. the point? Like, and we're not endorsing any of these artists or anything like that. We're bringing them up as a point to say mental health is in the public consciousness a whole lot more, and you, it's reflected in in young people's music of the day. A lot of young people listen right. to Post Malone. A lot of them listen oh, yeah. to NF. A lot of them listen to Twenty One Pilots, Juice World. All these people, so people know about it a whole
1: lot more. It's kind of in the the, the term is zeitgeist, right? Yeah. Like the like you said, public consciousness. The problem is there's a lot of bad advice. Yep. In some of these songs, some are just singing about their own struggles with mental health. But imagine. You're following Juice World. You're you're you know getting into his lyrics. I don't listen to him. I don't know hardly any of his songs, but um, you're watching this, and then he overdoses. And yeah. what message is that sending to young kids? And you're seeing these on TikTok, all these trends and whatnot, and the challenges and everything yeah. that goes around to try to like help mental health, quote unquote, but there's so much bad advice out there. Just not even TikTok, we pick on that a lot, but social media in general, um, you look at the schools, the way the schools handle mental health, like there's just a lot of misguided information out there.
0: Yeah, and what we want to do with this episode is talk about what is true about mental health. Because like you said, there are some myths out there. There is bad advice. There are people and there are points that you don't want to listen to when it comes to mental health. We're going to try to give some things that we think you obviously should listen to and you should always consider when talking about mental health. Let's start with the obvious and this is the first one you've got on here. Mental health is very real. Mm-hmm. Um I'll be honest, it's something that 4 or 5 years ago for me, I kind of had I'm about to describe what a lot of people view mental health as and I kind of used to view it that way too. Sure. Like kind of the get over it, like just push through. Right. You know, don't be a wimp, you know, that, that kind of mindset. <laughs> and a lot of a lot of guys have that mindset. Um, masculinity gurus push that idea as yeah. well. Again, just kind of man, get over it. Like just push through it. Depression is an illusion. Yeah, Hopefully yeah. Andrew Tate says depression he doesn't believe in, and that yeah. kind of thing. At least clinical depression. And so um, we don't we don't subscribe to that. Mental health certainly is real. Right. Um, I think it's overblown, and I think it, people you know use it as an excuse a lot, which we'll get into it later. So I'll, I'll save my spiel there. But we're starting with the obvious truth: it is real.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the one you didn't mention that I think I had on there is just that crying is for wimps or, or yeah. for losers yeah. or for wusses or whatever. That's not true. But men, that's, don't cry. Yeah, right. Everything. But that's been pushed for decades. Now we're getting out of it. Like you said, we're going to get into the, you know, we take it from both sides here. Yeah. Yeah. But first things first, it is real. Uh, it's not as common to hear that it's not real these days. Of course, you can see on TikTok all of the mental health professionals and mental health gurus and whatnot that are bringing it into the public consciousness. and the stigma hash- uh, hashtag, yeah. you know. Come on. Like There is very, very little stigma compared to what there was. I'm a therapist, so when I see that, it's like you would think that I'd be right on board. Yeah, end the stigma to a certain extent, maybe among I the think older generation. the difference generation, is
0: but, you look at people who actually are struggling with mental health. They're not posting on social media. Correct. Hashtag end the stigma. Correct. And again, we will get to I'm, – I'm piggybacking on the next point. But <laughs> yeah, I was going to say you we're work, so jonesing to get to that You point. work
1: with people who actually do have legitimate mental oh, health struggles. Oh, so. yeah. very much so. Very much so. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just truly clinical issues uh, in the DSM, things like that. But you do hear from a lot of people that mental health is real. So we don't want to like beat this point to death. We don't want to spend the majority of our
0: outline on this because you're not going to hear it. I do want to ask you though, real quick. Sure. And this is not on the outline. I'm throwing sure. you for a loop here, but this is your line of work. So I'm sure you're you're <laughs> going to be more than adequately equipped for it. Talk about mental health specifically for guys, godly young men. Let's say you know, guys. Some guys watching this going, okay, what what do young guys struggle with mental health wise? What are some of the things that cause young men to have legitimate mental health issues? Again, not the stuff we'll get to later that's kind of fake and, and made it not made up but um, used as an excuse, but actual legit mental health what do young guys struggle with mental health wise? What self- causes it, I guess? Yeah, well, we'll get into what they
1: struggle with, what causes it. We're probably not going to get into much because you're going to need individual therapy. Attachment issues, yeah. poor relationship with the parents, really bad relationships. Uh, trauma can mm-hmm. cause a lot of those things. And circumstantial, bullying can cause a lot of yeah. that. Um, moving multiple times. If your family is a military family, you move four or five times. That can be traumatic because you're making moves and stopping. Nonstop, making, yeah. yeah, exactly. So those things can cause it. Um Things like car wrecks, things like, you know, anything that happens that the average person maybe doesn't deal with that you're isolated from. That causes a lot of the issues that we're seeing. Um, bullying causes a lot because it's it's a, and you see this a lot, of, uh, unfortunately, in public school is a hierarchy difference. So you're either top of the food chain or you're kind of the bottom of the food chain. You're working your way up by putting other people below you. And so yeah. it's just really, really toxic is the term. Um, but those are the type of things that gotcha. I would say cause it. We may not get into some of those if you do have genuine trauma. And, and let me define trauma really fast since we're talking about it. And I may have done this in a previous episode. Trauma is really any any event that causes negative emotional impact. Yeah. So we look at it. Well, I wasn't physically abused. I wasn't sexually abused or whatever it is. I wasn't in a war, so I don't have trauma. That's not true. I've worked with people who have moved four or five times. That's traumatic for a kid. I've worked with people whose dad just never really gave him praise, yeah. never hugged him. I get that a lot. Like the dad never hugged him. Um that's traumatic to a kid. So trauma is just anything that really leaves a negative emotional impact,
0: lasting emotional impact. And w- if you have some of those things, that may be contributing to what we're going to talk about. Well, and what's scary is, you've got this on here, and I know you want to talk about it, um, how much of it you can get from your parents. Yeah. How much of a role, and that thats honestly is one of the scariest things about being a parent. No is as I have a two-year-old, almost two-year-old right now, Honestly, it does go through the back of my head so many times like how badly you can mess up a kid by just not being a good dad, yeah. by not being a good mom, even by, like, by not being a good parent, by neglecting, by um, you know, doing the timeout thing where you just stick them in a room by themselves. Where yeah. you know, I don't I don't know. There's just a lot to think about as I consider there's a lot of messed up people and it it stems from a lot of people had messed up parents. This is the struggle. I mean, I could go off on parenting
1: for a long time because I feel really bad as a parent myself, seeing my parents, your parents, I mean, I work with it a lot. I feel really bad for parents on the one hand because you could do something the exact opposite and both could be traumatic to the kid. So for instance, yeah. kids getting bullied in school, you go in and take care of it for them. That's traumatic because you didn't believe in the kids. You didn't think that the kid was strong enough to take care of it themselves. Now they're getting bullied for you going and taking care of it. If you don't do anything about it, then you neglected them. Yep. You, you weren't it's a, lose for, lose. it's a lose-lose. You yep. know what I mean? So... For a lot of parents, that is the case. What I don't like is, well, I just did the best I could. No, you didn't. Like, yeah. a lot of times, parents didn't. And so, from the parental, this isn't on the outline, but it's such an interesting discussion. The biggest thing is we can over our parents. We can forgive our parents too soon. And I'm a big proponent of this. I actually think I spoke about it in my Get Out of Porn podcast. We can forgive our parents too soon. And that can be traumatic, too, because it's like, well, everybody's got their problems. My parents had their traumas. From an inter- like from a inner child perspective, mm-hmm. that's a problem because your inner child really was wounded by your parents. And so you're siding with your parents and not your inner child. And it creates all sorts of internal struggles, which is really what comes out here. We're going to discuss this in an upcoming episode, the self-esteem and why the relationship with the self is really at the core of self-esteem. Sure. Um, and what takes a baseball bat to your relationship with yourself. We'll bring up some more of those things. But it is a fascinating discussion. I could talk about those things all day long yeah. um, as far as it goes with parents. But as far as it goes with this, we're going to come back to the point that we really want to hit uh, and, and what we think is the biggest struggle in the culture personally. Mental health being real and recognizing that it's real is not the biggest struggle. But it is important for us to do. Um, but then you say, okay, well, what is mental health? Right. And we have to understand what mental health is. I define it, and I, I got this from somebody else. This is not from me. A woman at church gave it to me. I think I may have mentioned it here Mental health is a person's alignment with reality. And I thought, Basically like how close they how, are to exactly. being in line with reality. So like let's yeah. say reality is, is perfectly down the center. You may be way left, you may be way right. Those who are schizophrenic, who are like hallucinating things, they may be way left yeah. or right. They're not even close, right? They're like hallucinating things that aren't real. Right. But you also could say everybody hates me. That's not reality either. So that could be part of negative, uh, you know, mental health and such. So person's alignment. Well, God's at the core. Who creates reality? God. Yeah. So a person's connectedness with God absolutely plays a part, but it's also attempting to see things the way they really are, which is yourself. That's self-awareness. We want to be self-aware. The people that aren't, man, their their mental health is terrible because they don't see themselves as themselves, right? They have no self-awareness or how other people view them, their awareness of others, other people's motives. Well, they just did that because of that reason. That's not true. They did it because they were hurting. They did it because of whatever else. That's part of mental health. And then just awareness of how the world works around you. You yeah. can have those that bury their head in the sand. That does not help with mental health. We're gonna that's really gonna kind of kick us off into the next one because that's where you see a lot of the LGBTQ is they yeah. don't understand the way of the world. They don't under they they really don't have the relationship with God to define reality. They are trying to bend reality
0: to their point, and that's a problem. Yeah. Yeah, the alignment with reality point that you brought up before is always a way I've never heard it before either. Till you, until you, you know, whoever you got it from. Um, So I think it's super interesting. Let's go ahead because we're fifteen minutes in. Let's go and get to point number two. Unless you had anything else you wanted to add on that. So again, point number one: mental health is very real. We are not sitting up here saying it's all fake, it's all a hoax. Just certainly not with being a therapist. Like there are very legitimate cases of mental health. However, and let's get to point number two. Sure. Mental health struggles must not and cannot define you. This is where the truly bad advice from the culture has wrecked a lot of people. Yeah, has time. ruined a big lot of time. people. It has al- almost become cool to be mentally unhealthy. Like that's a badge of honor. Yeah, if you are, yep. you know, if you struggle with mental health, you remember. And I bring this up every time because it always where's my, where my mind goes. In the Olympics in 2020, Tokyo Olympics, oh, Simone I'm Biles, tired. one of probably the greatest gymnast ever. Like oh, she's yeah, just won her eighth world championship. She was amazing. She quit. Like, no other way to put it. She backed out. mid In the middle of the Olympics. She, she quit. And the reason was is because she cited mental health. Yeah. Okay. Not, I got no beef with that. You know, I can't imagine the pressure in the Olympics. I can't imagine having the whole world watching you expecting right. me to get first every single time. Can't imagine it. She stepped back because of mental health. Okay. My big problem with it, and I imagine yours as well... The way the media glorified her, so celebrated, and just and put her up on this pedestal of yep. what a hero, how brave it is that she cited mental health. I don't, nobody even cared who won first or second because right. it was all about how brave Simone Biles was for, for you know, citing mental health as the reason. And like, I'm sorry, like we sh- we didn't need to necessarily tear her down and say that she's right. really bad or anything like that. But man, don't act like she won the gold medal of life for for That's quitting. Exactly. It. Don't act like she didn't just. Hurt her team majorly yes. by backing yes. down. Yes. Like- so, and but but what was so frustrating about it is immediately she leaned into it. I, I followed yep. her on Twitter and I I saw her retweet all these people that were like what a, like if you're retweeting people who are talking good about you that's that's not a good trait like don't do no, that don't do but, that but yeah it was or just it was so bothersome and frustrating how everybody was talking about how amazing yep. she was and brave she was like I'm sorry she quit. Like, that's, that's, the, that's the that's the glorification and the people who wear it as a badge of honor right. that I'm talking about. Well, here's the issue is it
1: becomes their identity. You yes. see this in, like, 21 Pilots. I'm a fan of 21 Pilots. I like their music. But my problem with, with Tyler Joseph, their lead singer, granted, I'm sure they're going to have a new album coming out at some point, maybe next year or something. Um, we'll see where he's at in that. But it seems like every album there is the struggle, the same struggles with mental health. His identity is in being the mental health struggle guy. The, yeah, yeah so that's a great way to put what, it reason does he have to overcome that he's making millions of dollars on the back of struggling mentally i'm not saying everybody is you know the av- i hate the phrase average joe for my obvious <laughs> you know for obvious reasons average Joe. but for the average joe out there no he's not making millions of dollars but it's just as tempting to define yourself by mental health especially if you're posting on instagram about you know going to therapy or whatever it is i'm you're- gonna
0: say real quick not to cut you off if you have a legitimate struggle with with mental health delete all social media right now That is the most frustrating thing to me. Fantastic advice. People talk about how bad their mental health is and how much the struggle is, and they're posting on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and like that's where they go to to tell everybody how mentally unhealthy they are. Right. And they never stop to think about the fact, maybe the reason you're mentally unhealthy is because what's the only reason people post that on, on social media? To see what others think. Well, and so other people Antique. will say, you've got it. That's you're right. awesome. You know, what to a hero that, like yeah. Simone Biles did. That's why people do it. They post yep. it on social media to get that gratification. That and emotional that bump, that validation. affirmation from yep. people that live states away from them on Facebook. It's so maddening. And so, again, that's the piece. That's the one rant and soapbox I want to get on for this point. <laughs> If you think you legitimately have a mental health struggle, delete your social media. Like, I have no qualms saying that because I think that is a breeding ground for low self-esteem, for bad mental health. And so if you're already struggling with it, man, get off all that stuff. That's right. Don't be posting about it. We could rant on this specific,
1: you know, mental health not defining you, this specific point for days because it frustrates me so much. The goal is to get healthy. The goal is to get right. better, not to wallow. You got wallow a broken leg.
0: It. You don't want to be Chris Pratt on Parks and Rec and just keep your cast on <laughs> yeah, so that right. you get everything handed to you. You know, like your goal is to get that, get out reference. of the cast. You know, yeah,
1: exactly. But how many people have the mental cast on and they're continuing in it because that's their identity now? Right. Is I've struggled with it and now you know it's this is the hashtag and the stigma. The people that post that are allowing this to define them. They're allowing their mental health struggles to be a part of their identity. And yeah, they would say they're looking to get better. But if you were really looking to get better, you would do it quietly away from, like your point, away from social media, away from other people. And you would get to the bottom of it. And I'm not one of those that keeps you in therapy for life. I just don't believe in that. Your goal is to get better, to get healthy. I give you the tools to help yourself and you move on from there. Do not allow your mental health struggles to define you. Like yeah. that, I cannot scream that loudly enough. We're both going off of it, be, you know, off on this because it is so frustrating to see the way the culture is these days that social media is taken up from all of the people that are bowing down to those who have mental health struggles. That's not what's going to get them out of mental health struggles. What that will do is it does validate them and it causes them to turn toward others for their mental health. Yeah. Which means you're giving them, uh, like, you're giving them all the power in the world. If they affirm me, I had better mental health. If they don't affirm me, I have poor mental health. What does that mean? Your mental health is predicated upon everybody else. Yep. Not on you. That's a major problem. So define yourself This the last point we'll move on. Define yourself as the guy working to be better mentally, emotionally, physically, and of course spiritually. We want to be better in those areas. Don't define
0: yourself with your struggles. To go back to it, you're not gonna get better at those things by getting on social media and posting that's about right. how how much you're struggling with your mental health and how great your that's therapy right. session was and all this stuff. Like there are so many people like that. That that's that's their go-to. It's like how about you work on yourself? How about you go exercise, go work out? Specifically for guys.
1: Hit the gym, man. Yes. That's a big
0: one. Yes. Like go do things, go go achieve, go accomplish, go actually try things versus rather than just posting about how mentally unhealthy. You know what I mean? Like it's for guys especially, man, it is so and I know women can get into it too, but for guys especially that cannot be your go-to. That cannot right. be your outlet to vent about how mentally unhealthy you are. Right. Right. It's not, it's not helpful because this gets us into our
1: third point. So first, mental health is very real. We're not denying that in the least. Mental health struggles cannot define you though. That's number yeah. two. Number three, we want to get into two major, we're going to have more podcasts on other things that we think are relevant, but. But these two could very easily affect people watching and listening to this. Very much so. Yeah. Very much so. First is depression. And depression, I think, is rooted in loneliness. And I've heard it said for guys, and I agree with this for the most part. There's some some exceptions. But for guys, depression's rooted in learned helplessness. And this is to your point, is I just can't do it. You know, I need everybody else to affirm me. I, I mean, I... <laughs> What am I supposed to do? They don't know what they're supposed to do. it's it's learned helplessness. They're allowing themselves to be helpless. Yeah. They're making their identity helplessness and then they're wondering why they're depressed. The guy who gets up and goes to the gym and works on himself is getting out of learned helplessness. But I often say depression's rooted in loneliness. It's kind of difficult to quantify because that sounds like a, a the girl side of it. Look, it's not good for me to be alone. Genesis 2:18. Yeah. First thing in the Bible that's not good. It's not good for me to be alone. So when we feel we can't be close to others, we can't be honest with others, we can't be open, we've got this secret struggle, whatever it is, that's why I see a lot of porn addicts who are depressed, nobody knows me, nobody knows me, and when nobody knows me, I can't be myself. Because if I was myself, they'd reject me, right? That's a depressing thought, ultimately. What am I supposed to do in, in life when everybody's going to reject me if they if they you know found the real me? So depression's very normal. Um, we have to normalize it first i guess is just to say like i've been depressed recently been depressed like it happens but you also come out of it it's 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 something it's transient so to
0: speak like it doesn't stick around so let me ask this because and again i'm by no means the expert again this is this is me sitting across the table from the expert at pretending like i know stuff i don't know, I don't I know myself near expert, as much about this yeah. stuff um, but my two thoughts on this one I think a lot of young guys can have just a bad day and, man, I'm yep. depressed. No, you had a bad day. Like, right, right. That's not what we're talking about with depression. The other question I had is we hit so hard on this podcast, strive for greatness, achieve things, chase things. I imagine it would be a whole lot easier to be depressed and to find yourself depressed if you don't have things that you're striving for, right? right? Maybe you got a dead-end job. Yep. Maybe your marriage is in shambles. Maybe... Um, again, you just got nothing you're working towards. What keeps me going, I'll speak for myself a lot of times and because depression has never really been th- something that I struggle with. It's because, man, I've got things I'm working for. I got things that I've got goals in mind. I got things to reach for. I've got, you know, and I think every guy should have that as my point. I, yeah. I guess what I'm asking from your perspective, do you think for most guys, if they look around and they don't have anything that they're chasing, striving for, wanting to achieve, then it's going to be way easier for them to be depressed? I, I
1: certainly think that contributes. No yeah. doubt. No doubt. You have to have something that you're looking forward to, but not just looking forward to future-wise, something that you can actively control today. That's gonna to get us into anxiety. Speaks for, stuff, it speaks to the gym point and It speaks to the gym point. It speaks to, but the other guys that you see in this, you have some guys that go out on their own. Um, you know, they're doing great things, but they can still get depressed. I'll tell you who you don't see depressed as much as guys who are in a really good accountability group, really good groups. That pushes them to strive for greatness, but that also encourages them, that that builds them up, that says, man, that's fantastic, but they'll also pick them up when they're down, right? That really keeps somebody grounded, which goes to my point of loneliness, but it's also they're striving together for something yes. collectively greater. I think that is one of the key ways to get out of depression or to keep yourself from being depressed is, as you said, strive for greatness and don't do it alone. Find community. Right. Find community in striving for greatness. People that are really going to push you, but also, again, encourage you because we do have lulls. David, the psalmist, I mean, you can tell there's serious mental health struggles there. Like, he's depressed. Um, But he also knows, from a spiritual perspective, what does David do? God, you've always been good to me. You've always taken care of me. You've taken care of my forefathers. I don't feel you in the moment. Matter of fact, I feel like you've forsaken me in this moment, but I'm going to look to the past and let it illuminate my future and say, God, you've been good in the past. I don't see it today, but I know you will be good with me in the future. And so that's really what helps us through is gaining perspective in
0: those moments, I would say. To the community point, and then you can wrap us up and move on. um, Because, man, our goal is five more minutes. Let's wrap this episode in five more minutes. Um, What I was going to say was, as you're talking about the community point, that is one of the reasons we started this podcast in the sense that, look, we know a lot of people that listen and watch this, listen to and watch this, don't know us personally. You know, you don't have our phone yep. numbers type of thing. Like, we're not super close. But one of the points of this was so you as a young man, as a gala young man, if, if you do have these struggles, you can look around and say – there are people out there that are actively yep. striving for this. There are people out there that understand my struggle, and so the, again, it's not a sense of it's not a sense of community in the sense of what Joe's talking about of like actually find people close to you, actually find friends, actually find mentors and people that you can talk to on a daily basis. But that is one of the reasons we wanted to start this podcast is for young guys to say this is the group of people that I want to be like. This yep. is the group of people that I want to surround myself with as opposed to the video game bug men that exist all around the world. You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, that's let, what I want to say there. And
1: let me also say this on that point. There's the temptation that you get the celebrities that are on TikTok or Instagram going, I care about you, and they're like, oh, they care about me. No, they, they don't. No, they don't. <laughs> no, they don't. Okay. When we're talking about the community, I have my online buddies. Wrong. Eh, no, yes. that's, that's, don't do that. Go find real people. Yeah. Shake their hand, look them in the eye, real relationship that there's, we could get into like the physical pheromones and things like that, that people put off and such. There is an element of being closer to people when you're actually in present, like in person with them. So do not think that online community counts the same as in person. I know that's, that may be all you have for right now, but strive to be around others like physically. Here's what I'll say. Another brief word on depression. We're going to move on. Um, There are types of depression because everybody asked me about medication. Should I go on medication? What do you think of this medication? What do you think of anti-anxiety, antidepressants? I'm going to be honest with you. I hate them. Uh, I I don't think they're helpful. I think 95% of the time they're band-aids. You're not going to, I'm not your doctor. Uh, You bring that up to your doctor. He's going to come after me and sue me. Uh, Please don't. But my point is, I think they're band-aids because they're often speaking to a different problem. There's three types of depression that I, I classify them as. There's circumstantial, there's historical, and there's um, what's it, what's it, um, chemical. There you go. Chemical is what it's actually good for. That's not most people. Yeah. Medication, balance-wise, you may have a small imbalance, but it could be from circumstantial, as you talked about. I'm just having a bad day. I'm having a bad week or bad stressed month. Stressed out are, money I'm or stressed. Yeah. You know, my friend just moved away. I'm just feeling depressed. I'm feeling really down. Look, guys, that happens. Like, that really, really happens. You're stressed. Everything, the weight of life is hitting you. That's circumstantial. And as
0: a guy trying to provide for your family, that's going to be most likely the ones that hit you. Oh, yeah.
1: yeah. And, and you, sometimes you feel alone in that, and that's tough. Historical is, man, I've been doing this for the last, since I was 15 years old, I've been depressed. Okay, now we need to go do some trauma work. Like, what happened at 15? Maybe that's when your dad died, or maybe that's when uh, major abuse happened, or whatever it right. is. Just be aware of that. So, here's some coping, then we'll move on. We we may have yeah, to like save two, the other three one, minutes. I was going to say. <laughs> we're going to have to move on, or save the other one. Um, Coping-wise, reach out to people. We've been talking about that. Second, maintain good habits. Like, go through the motions. This is an important one. Your future self will thank you for this. Man, I just don't want to get out of bed today. I don't want to make my bed today. I don't want to go to work today. We know. I've been there, man. I've been there. Like I don't want to do those things, but I also know future Joe is depending on me today to get it done. And the more I go through this, the more I get to the other side and future Joe looks back and goes, thank you, tips his cap to me and goes, thank you for doing the tough
0: tasks for actually sticking to stuff. Even though
1: you're depressed, even though you didn't want to, even though you're convincing yourself why it's not good. You know these habits are good. Continue through it. The last thing I'll say is find the root of the depression. Um, you need to know where it's coming from. Is it circumstantial? Can we grieve that? Can we just feel the emotions and allow that? Can we talk to people about it? Or is there major trauma or abuse or something that you need to work through? Do that. If it's truly chemical and you're all over the place, maybe go find a doctor yeah. You know that can help you with it. But that's what I would say coping-wise. There's
0: other coping techniques we get into, but that's what I'll say. Can we hit anxiety in like four minutes? If so, let's roll. Let's do it in four. Get, get into let's do it in it. four. Okay. Know, I'm, I'm talking a lot. So anxiety. No, you're good. Anxiety is the other one that a lot of young guys. Yes, depression, might be anxiety. To. Depression, yep. anxiety, the top two. Go for it. So
1: depression's it. rooted in loneliness. Anxiety's rooted in a lack of control. Is what I found. Um, we also have to normalize this. This is very normal. I've been anxious, you've been anxious. There is a difference between stress and anxiety. Um, I would say stress is a little more circumstantial. You know, I'm stressed about that test. Anxiety is like the world's crashing. The world's coming yeah. to an end. I'm going to die, I'm physically unsafe. Uh, you have a nervous system response, we could get into that as well, sympathetic, parasympathetic. Um, but the the anxiety is a very real thing, especially for teenagers. Everything's hitting you. Think about, yep. think about your teenage years and, and what all is going on there. You're coming into sexuality. You're coming into your own. You're starting to gain your own perspective on the world, not just your parents. Uh, you you want have to be
0: independent. You want to know. be
1: independent. You got bullies at school. You got a lot of things going on. This is very normal. Um, so yeah, I guess I, any any points you'd add? I know we're trying to wrap no, this up. No, no, you're fast, good. I
0: mean, that's something like you said with the as you're a teenager and you get all these things that you're wanting to do. You're probably butting heads with your parents a little bit. Mm-hmm. You've got, you're have got try, you trying to think about your future. That can be very stress inducing right. of like, man, what do I want to be when I grow up? Where am I going to college? What, should I go into trade school? I've like,
1: had clients come to see me just for that. I'm yeah. going
0: out of high school and I don't know what I'm doing next and well, I am a wreck. I can't sleep at night. Even me, and I, I never use the word anxiety, but man, I was 15 and my mom asked, I had to pick my major at 15 because I was taking Oof. advanced classes and we kind of needed to know that so I didn't take useless classes and I was like, I'm 15. I don't know what, <laughs> what, I, what degree I want to you know, what major I want to have set the rest and so of stuff life like life. that, where it's like your future staring you in the face. Yeah. And it, there's a sense of urgency. That's like, man, you know, let me be 15. Let me be yeah. 16. You know, and I do think we, you know, you don't need to just revel in your youthfulness, but to, to wrap that point up, I think the, the, I guess force of the future hitting you in the face when you're 16, 17, that can be very anxiety inducing. I, I said this, I'll try to keep it short.
1: I said this in Bible class the other night. I feel like almost life is a diamond shape. Something I've been thinking about it recently. And like you go out and you have all of the opportunity in the world, right? You could catch everything because it's just your, your opening. Yeah. And, and the more life you live, the more you open to it. And somewhere around maybe college is where you start to say, This is what I want. And for you, it hits you at 15. Yeah. I've got to decide what I want to do for the rest of my life. And you start kind of edging around. And for those that aren't watching, I'm making a dinosaur. That's why shoot. you gotta watch on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> there you go. And you start to like come to a point. Your life has a purpose, has a point. There's a lot of anxiety going from constantly being out and having endless opportunity. I could marry anybody. I could do anything with my life. I mean, it's endless opportunity. I got to pick a job. I got to pick a career. I got to pick a wife. At some point, you have to do this. Well, guess when that's hitting? Godly young men time, right? 15 to 25 years old. That's really difficult to do. And you could prolong it till you're 30, 35. This is what people that haven't picked a career, haven't gotten married, hadn't settled down. They're just chasing the endless fun. They find themselves so far spread out that it's like it's shallow. Yeah. I went out this way instead of figuring out my life has a point. Um, a lot of anxiety in that. So what do we do about it? Here's some coping. I'm coping is a band-aid. Let me just say this. Coping is a band-aid, it does not solve the problem. Um, if you're bleeding out, you have to put the band-aid on there. You've got to you've got to put some pressure. Yeah. But no we would be joking or kidding ourselves that's if we thought secure. that yeah, yeah, you just keep pressure on there for 30 years, like you gotta sew it up, you gotta do some work. Coping though, find the root, same thing. Find the root of the anxiety. Is this something that's been going on for a long time? Is this recent? Make a list of things you can control. It's rooted in control. Man, what if this happens? What if I... You know what? You may be nervous about that upcoming test. What can you control about it? How much you study. How much you study. Exactly. The sleep you get the night before. Things like that. Find the things you can control. Make a list of that. Literally write it down. Work on breathing techniques. This may sound stupid, but the more oxygen you get to the brain, the clearer you think. So in through the nose out through the mouth work on slow breathing there's all sorts look up breathing techniques butterfly breathing infinity breathing square breathing four 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 i mean I've there's all sorts. of any of those i need to look all those yeah, up. yeah. <laughs> i've never heard of any of those go through all of them there's a bazillion out there um in grounding techniques anxiety is kind of in the clouds like the you know this cloud follows you around like like charlie brown and it could hit you at any time all these raindrops falling you need to take what's in the clouds and pull it down into you know what i'm safe now mm-hmm. well what if this happens what if that happens I'm not gonna future trip about it. I'm safe where I am. And grounding technique is really just pushing into the floor, pushing your your butt into the chair and kind of doing this and reminding yourself, I'm safe where I am. It's a great technique to use. It may seem childish, but it actually does work called five, four, three, two, one. Five things you see, four things you feel, tactilely speaking, right, engaging the senses. Three things you hear, two things you smell, one thing you taste. When you're very, very anxious, just remember five, four, three, Hmm. two, one. And if you go, well, what order? I can't ever remember the order. Go with what's easiest. Five things you taste. Of course not. One thing you taste. Two things you smell. You're not going to smell a bunch of things. The three and four, the hear, the feel, you can mix those up. Five things you see is the easiest. Man, I see the lamp. I see the the phone. I see you. Like, it helps ground you with where you are, and it helps pull your mind out of the immediate anxiety. But it's coping. doesn't solve it. If you are really struggling with anxiety, consider therapy. Consider talking to somebody. Work it through, things like that. Otherwise, these are some things we can do to kind of push through.
0: I like it. I like it wasn't quite four minutes, yeah, but sorry. we, we yeah. will uh, pause that discussion there. We've got some other episodes that we've got lined up that are not necessarily in the mental health vein, but kind of along the self-esteem line yeah, we talked similar, about. Right? And so, yeah, we'll, we'll save those discussions. Some for other things that kids are struggling with, we'll say that. Yeah, and we'll leave it at that. Um, it is the first day of college football. We're recording this today. Real quick, who's your uh, champion pick? Who's going to win the national championship? I put you on the spot, so I'll go first. And then you, of yeah, course, I'm say. rooting for the Vols. I do not think the Vols are going to win the championship on the national championship, unfortunately. So I've got I've got one pick that I think is going to win. I'm going to go with LSU. Really? I'm kind of rooting for USC. Honestly, I would yeah. love Caleb Williams to get a championship. So I those, to, those are I'm cheating. Those are my two picks: LSU
1: and USC. I used to I followed my brother in this. I used to be a big USC fan. He was, and we had Lindale White from Hey, from they're good, man and i would not mind seeing usc of course see you all the way no um <laughs> to be honest georgia's like a pro team man i mean now they're Last two stetson years, yeah. bennett the the 16th or whatever yeah, yeah. you know whatever his name is um he's not there we're going to see how they do but they've stocked up like a pro team so it's going to be tough i mean i don't Three-peating is really tough to do. I just do, feel like it was
0: boring to pick Georgia. because That's probably the safe bet. It's that's really boring. It
1: is the safe bet. I'm going to pull for USC, though. I like it. I like it. I don't no notice, think they will, but I'm going to pull for it.
0: None of us are picking Alabama, so take Absolutely that for Absolutely <laughs> not.
1: Absolutely not, Nick Satan. Yeah, no, exactly.
0: I'm, can't stand in the guy, but they're very, very talented. So, anyway. We'll wrap right there. Yeah. This has been episode 36. We'll pick back up next week with another great discussion, but this has been episode 36 of the Gala Young Men podcast. Thanks for watching.